Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. It is so good to be at Now Church. Please be seated. The love is mutual. We absolutely love, honor, and respect your pastors and do feel like family. We do. And uh, how many are thankful to be in God's house? You could be anywhere today, but you're in the house of God. Pat yourself on the shoulder. Uh, I'm telling you, God's going to do something in your heart because you've prepared yourself. You're here, right? And so we're going to pray and get into the word of God. What I will say is that my church sends you greetings, Metro Church, right outside of Boston. It's wicked awesome. Let's pray. We're going to dive into the word. Father, we're thankful that you're here. If you weren't here, we'd have no point, no reason to be here. But because you are here, we lean in. We want to hear from you. And as we open your word, we pray that you would help us open our hearts, receive your word, and let it, uh, let it bring forth amazing fruit in our lives, that we would be more like your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. I had um, the opportunity to bring a message in the first service today, and I am going to encourage you to go back and watch it because I'm doing a different message right now. And so you guys are getting to double up. The first service, I started uh, this thought on being covered, having a covering, uh, and I preached a message called The Origins of Rebellion that I would really encourage you uh, to go and listen to. But I'm going to continue to carry on a thought they are standalone, so you don't have to wonder if you're going to catch this. So it's going to be good. Are you, are you ready for this? Look, at every generation from the beginning of time has struggled and had to grapple with the topic of understanding, accepting, and embracing authority. I am talking about getting under cover. So whether that be spiritual authority or staying underneath God's covering of, or, or the natural authority within the family, the, the workforce or governmental authority, what we constant, constantly see an unhealthy rejection and even rebellion when it comes to authority. Well, Pat and Chad, you see, you don't understand that. You watch the news. You know what's going on. You understand why we should not trust authority. Listen. What I can tell you is this, God is going to judge authorities who abuse and misuse their authority. Can we all take a breath, a release, an exhale of, thank you, God, you are just. You are the ultimate judge, and no one is going to be able to do something that is not right and not be held accountable for it, right? And so, now, now listen, when, when I talk about covering and authority, we have to understand that God, who created all things, is worthy and can be trusted. Yeah, are, we, are we understanding that? And, and so, so, before I dive into uh, this part, I, I want to get into, uh, sorry, computer team, I'm throwing a few scriptures that you had in the last service that aren't back there, but I'm going to just let them reference it so they know where it is, right? But what do we know about covering? First, that God created covering for our peace. For our peace. Say peace. peace. Psalm 9, 1 and 2 says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Say rest. Rest. 
I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. How many people would like a little bit more rest, a little bit more peace? You know, we live in this uh, crazy age where everything's going so fast, sometimes it's hard to find rest. And sometimes we can't feel confident in our rest. Or, or, you know, and even right now in this amazing new season that we're rolling into with Christmas, how many know there's a little bit of chaos there's a little bit of chaos, but when we want to find rest, when we want to be uh, in peace, that comes with being under cover. God has created covering and authority so that we can find rest in the shadow of his wings. Look at the exact next scripture, uh, basically verses 3 and 4, is this next part where God created covering for our protection. Say protection. So covering is for peace. And the covering is for protection. It says, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his feathers. And under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shields and ramparts. He's wanting to cover you. He wants, you know, that concept of uh, you're covered. He wants to cover you. He wants for your protection, for you to understand that he has created covering for peace. He's created covering for protection, and he wants to make sure you're covered. Are you covered? Are you in good hands? (laughs) Those who choose to dwell under his umbrella, Ella, Ella, will enjoy his protection. So humans, God created us to cover and to be covered. Okay, so, so God's word speaks to how we should handle authority in Romans 13. It says this, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. By who? God. By God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. Well, Pastor Chad, I just came to be encouraged today. I needed to feel better today. No, no, no. We're looking to be better. We're looking to understand. We, we come before God and say, God, <laughs> fix me. Help me. We never want to come into church and leave the same. We want to come into church with a box of pieces and say, can you put me back together again? Can you help me? And God has created covering for our help. So look, at regardless of our background, where we were raised, even the unhealthy authority experience we may have had, God wants us to know he will judge that mishandling. What does that mean? I mean, we even talked a little bit about it in the last service. Uh, the strength, you know, we, we're, you know, maybe you're born and raised here in America and our heritage, it actually is a heritage of, of revolution, isn't it? It's a heritage of revolt against mishandling of authority. And our strength of independence can become our weakness of independence. Because the reality is God will judge those that mishandle their authority, but we're called how well will we handle being undercover? Are are we getting this, church? So, So God created us to be covered and to cover. He created us to be led and to lead in that order. We were designed to be undercover and to be a covering in different areas of our life, to be undercover as a child where our parents are our covering, but to be a covering as a parent for our children. 
For us to say, uh, you know, when I, when I start to think through this, the greatest lie the devil ever told was that we don't need authority, a pastor, or a local church. Why? The scripture that I read says that the devil is like a prowling lion, just looking for who he can devour. Why on earth would the devil want to make sure that you think you don't need a covering? Because he's trying to get you out in the middle of the open field. He's trying to pull you out from the protection and give you misguided peace to think you're okay out in the middle of the field. You know, I, I have a, a little Frenchy bulldog. I don't know why, but <clears throat> his name's Romeo. Actually, it's uh, Pastor Richard's god dog. <laughs> But this little Romeo, we weren't sure what to name him, so he was either Romeo or Frankie, so now we named him Romeo Francesco. And uh, when he acts up, he's Frankie the French, okay? But when Romeo acts up, and I get up to deal with Romeo, Romeo quickly sneaks under a, ch a chair, under a table. He quickly goes under cover, and he didn't have to be taught that. He just knew, I'm safe under here. Oh, Romeo Francesco! He'll get up and he'll run under the table. And I'm just like, you know what? He even understands how important cover is. And he didn't have to be taught that. I'm trying to tell you the devil is trying to lure you out from cover. He's trying to lure you to a place where he can actually get to you. Are you getting this? And so for us to say all we need is God, but then disregard the covering of his word, of his instruction, of his church, of his pastoral leadership, up oh, stepping on some toes. It's not trusting God. We think, oh, I I've got God, but God goes with me wherever I go. I'm covered wherever I walk and whatever I do. But here's the misguided truth. God has a covering, and when you choose to walk out from under it, that's something that we think, oh, no, I'm good over here. But God's like, where are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> Look, I understand that when I ask Jesus to come into my heart, he goes with me. But there are many places that grieve the Holy Spirit that I'm there that I shouldn't be there. There are places that I should be undercover, but instead I just continue to tell myself lie after lie as if I'll be okay. But God, he created covering for our peace and for our protection. So look at it. As we read through the Bible, we see many events, many stories that help us understand the importance of covering. We see the stories of those who were blessed for honoring authority. We see the people uh, who were punished for not doing so. And although I could cross-reference with a whole bunch of stories, we don't have the time for all of them. So let me talk about just, just one or two of them, okay? Uh, one of the best examples in the Bible to help us understand the complexities of the cover and the effect of choosing not to remain undercover is actually found right in Genesis. And so, although you may have heard of this story many times, I hope it will bring new perspective as we look at it from a different angle, that of covering. And so, I don't have time to read three chapters, but I would encourage you to read three chapters. Genesis 6 through 9, it tells us the story of Noah. God tells Noah, let me just kind of break it down for you with the time I have. God tells Noah he's fed up with the waywardness of his creation. He wants to start over, so he tells Noah to build an ark. That he's going to wipe out the earth with a flood, but to follow the very, very specifically how to build this ark, this boat. 
And what's interesting, I just, as a side note, let me just pause for a minute. When God wants to save you, don't expect that it's not going to take you work. Someone need to hear that again? We're, we're wanting God to save us from our problems, and then he hands you a hammer. He's literally telling Noah, I'm about to end this. And I'm going to use you to recreate. I'm going to use you to start a new world. But in order to save you, build a boat. Not just a dinghy. Build it to these specifications. And as Noah is trying to build this ark to the, this many cubits using this much pitch, using all of this stuff, it's a lot of work. You know, it's a lot of work sometimes to get up and come to church on Sunday with a young family. But you're building a boat. It's a lot of work to remain undercover. It's a lot of work to do the things God's word says, but it's going to save you in the long run. Are, are you getting this, church? So he's, he's building a boat, be prepared to work, and source the materials. It doesn't say that he had Home Depot drop off all the two-by-fours for him. It doesn't say, like, you know, he wakes up one morning drinking his coffee, and it's like, me. Me, me, and all these trucks that haven't been built yet back up and drop off. He had to go and source the wood. So many times we complain about the calluses of working. But man, we have the ability to see God do amazing things when, we, when we're obedient to him. Let me keep moving. But he also had to prepare to care for all the animals <laughs> that God was bringing to the boat. So it's interesting because God was looking to save him, but God was looking for him to be the cover to save others. We have the ability to be covered, but to be a covering. The problem comes when we think that our cover is big enough to cover ourself. Are you, are you here with me? Genesis 7, 5, Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. Then it says that deep wells burst up from the ground and rain came down and everything is destroyed. Genesis 7, 24, the waters flooded the earth for 150 days. And so I want to just pause the story there for a minute and, and, and want to tell you a few thoughts up to this point. Number one, when God creates cover, he always calls a leader. When God looks to create cover, he always calls a leader. Okay, God has created everything. Now, now, the last service, we talked a lot about the original covering and how God created covering and how the devil came and looked to undermine the authority. Uh, and now we're talking about some of the earthly coverings. When God looks to create a cover, he calls a leader. In this case, Noah. Not because Noah is perfect, but because God chose him for such a time as this. Noah, you're going to create a boat. You're going to manage the animals. You're going to lead this whole world in a new direction. The new world. It's going to be awesome. And I was like, this doesn't seem awesome. <laughs> this doesn't seem awesome. Everyone's like, oh, it must be so awesome to, to be the lead. doesn't seem awesome. <laughs> there are many times where, where it's a lot of work, but God calls somebody to lead. He calls somebody and creates the cover. And someone say, well, my, Pastor Chad, this seems pretty self-serving. Well, not really because you're not my church. But I preach this in my church. And that would seem pretty self-serving. So you know what I told the church? I said, church, I know this could seem pretty self-serving, but I was doing some praying and I was doing some thinking, and I just don't think I'm supposed to send you to another church to learn the principles you should know from church. 
So if I'm going to be the pastor and God's called me to this, I've got to teach you some things that are even uncomfortable for me to talk about. But it's for our protection because there's covering. God created the covering. And now everyone's like, oh, here we go again. No, but here's the parts. He's going to hold the covering at a greater level of judgments. People say, that's self-serving. No, you know, sometimes it's hard to lay your head at the pillow knowing you're going to have a different level of judgments. Just being honest with you, church. But God, he creates cover. He always calls a leader. So God always chose uh, or chooses a leader despite whether they feel equipped, which I don't, to be the cover. They rarely do, but God knows that we can handle, and it's always more than we can think. When God has called you to be the covering in your house, when God's called you to be covering, maybe you're, you're in management level, when God's called you to be a covering, whatever layer you're in, whatever covering you become for someone else, you don't always feel equipped for it, but God has called you to do it because he knows you can. Somebody needs to understand that God called you to something knowing how flawed you are and still believes in you. It's not like he's like, you know... Whoa, I didn't see that coming. I don't know how they're going to handle that. He said, no, if they remain under the cover, we're going to get this right. If they remain under the umbrella. And, and so I remember when Julie and I were about to have our first baby, we certainly didn't feel ready or equipped or responsible enough for another life. But what parent does? When it comes to covering, we never feel responsible. Are, are, are responsible enough. Uh, you know, I even think I, I broke into it a little bit further last, last service, but Adam and Eve, when, when Eve, Eve was created, Adam became a covering. In fact, the scripture never says once Eve was created that God told Eve everything again that he once told Adam. Actually, it says that Adam was created and God laid out all of the rules and regulations of the, of the Garden of Eden. And then eventually he created Eve. And the understanding is that Adam was supposed to be the covering for his family. And so if you really want to break it down, and I'm not trying to take the, the steam or the, you know, the power out of you going back and listening to the other message. But the point is when Eve chose to eat the, the apple or whatever the, the fruit was that we don't really know. Um, it could be any fruit for Pastor Richard. He doesn't like any of them. Broccoli, a tree hanging off of a tree. Okay, <laughs> but listen, the fact that Adam was in earshot, the sin was also that he wasn't the covering for his wife, that he even allowed her to go to that place and talk and go through that temptation. Both of them were struggling with, with a rebellious nature against the covering. But, but I'm just trying to lay this out for you because uh, whether we feel it or not, whether we understand it or not, God created covering for our peace and our protection. And the way that he created it in this earth also means not only do we stay under the authority of God, but that we also submit under the authorities that he's placed over our life. But I'm American you're a Christian before you're American. You can hold on to your patriotism as long as it doesn't skew your view of God or his word. That's why the Bible makes it very clear that we're foreigners in this world, trying to wash and clean your mind from the thought that you're first something. No, you're God's first. Are you getting this? And so, uh, you know, <laughs> number two, God establishes the ground rules for all to follow. 
for all to follow. Now, when Noah and the family finally come off the ark, God lays down the new rules for the new world. God says in, in Genesis 9, verse 1, Then God blesses Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. Everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I now give you everything. So now, meat's on the menu. <laughs> But you must not eat meat. No, I'm just kidding. It's not on the menu. No, it is as long as it doesn't have life blood in it. So everyone was getting um, very well done. <laughs> but you must not eat meat that has its life blood still in it. <laughs> and for your life blood, I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting for every animal and, and from each human being, too. I will demand an accounting for the life of another human being. Whoever sheds human blood by, hu uh, by human shall their, uh, their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Understand, we're in the Old Testament, an eye for an eye, this, you know, because there wasn't a, the law to be able to uh, keep people from doing wrong, there was a basis of fear. If I do this, it's going to come back on me, and it's what created a little bit of order, okay? Are you understanding that? We live in the New Testament. Totally different, and for all the right reasons, we should be thankful, okay? But God will always give guidelines to govern justly. He will pass along Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. He will always outline the expectation for those in authority and those he's called to align under authority and under cover. So God creates layers of covering. God calls people to follow for the sake of progress, for the sake of success. The story continues to unfold where Noah acts, his sons have different responses to his actions, and the Bible outlines the differences in how the sons receive the decisions their covering is made, as well as what comes of their decisions toward their covering Noah. So look, let's look at point number three. God will hold accountable all that are in and under authority. That's everyone. That's everyone. So whether you're called to be under authority, you'll be held accountable for how well you stayed undercover. If you're called to be a cover, he's going to hold you responsible for how well of a cover you were. And for all of us that were, were created, we're going to be held responsible for how well we remain under his cover. I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but you have to understand there are levels and layers of authority. What does that mean? What it means is God is the ultimate authority over all things. Say all things. All things. Every thought we have, every decision we make, God is the authority and he has created a way for us to go about our business. What does that mean? It means that even though I am a, a son underneath parents, if my parents who are a level of authority above my life and a level of covering over my life, if they ask me to do something or they demand that I do something that is not God honoring, they are not the ultimate covering. What I realize is although I try and remain under their covering, if they start to get outside of God's covering, I must remain under the ultimate authority no matter who says what. And that's what protects us. You hear of all these crazy stories of how, you know, maybe, uh, you know, spiritual leaders or pastors, how they've fallen, how they messed up. Guess what? Those that remained under God, they saw a shift, something unhealthy, and they saw their covering start to shift. But they remained under the word of God. The word of God is your protection. It's your anchor. And if we submit to God's word, it's easy to stay submitted to those that are under God's word, too. Is that good? 
But, but let's look at what Genesis 9 says. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These were the three sons of Noah. And from them came the people who were scattered all over the earth, the whole earth. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank some of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent, naked. Drunk and naked. Ham, the father of Canaan, saw his father naked and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders and then walked in backward and covered their father's naked body. Their faces were turned the other way so they would not see their father naked. So one saw the naked, drunk father and came out and made jokes and was talking to their brothers and was exposing this issue. The others, understanding their covering, said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Here's something I need you to understand. God will judge all based on individual participation. God will judge all based on individual participation. The way you participate in something, you could be judged on how you did it even though you didn't do it. What does that mean? Oh, you want to talk about the gossip and the downfall of someone else rather than saying God is just and he'll deal with them. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and I'm just going to do my part and stay quiet. You want to play the gossip game? You want to start trying to expose other people's problems? God's going to judge you because you couldn't shut up. Well, I don't like him. He's not a good preacher. I hope he doesn't come back. Don't invite him back. We're all going to be judged for our level of participation. Let me really hit this next point. I know whenever people are teaching on authority, it's hard to hear, but I really want you to bring, to, to bring focus to this. God will hold the leader, the covering, responsible. You are not going to be able to uh, determine a better judgment for somebody who fell than God does. That relieves you from having to play the conspiracy theory or having to play the, oh, can I really trust? You can trust God who is just. And I'm going to play my part because I'm being dealt with on an individual level on how well I handle my covering. What I do. Noah comes off the boat. The world he knew is over. Everyone he knew is dead other than his family. I'm sure some of them that were, you know, joking him for making the boat, he was like, ha! No, that's probably not good. <laughs> but he's human enough to go get drunk, right? But Noah comes off the boat. The whole world that he's known has ended, and it makes him end up getting drunk. And God was Noah's covering. This is really important. There was no earthly authority Left on that earth, i.e. parents, any other spiritual authorities, etc. God was his direct covering, and God was inevitably the one who was to deal with Noah. The problem is when we try and be someone else's covering because they messed up when they have a covering. Somebody wants to all of a sudden become some other leader's covering just to be able to tell them how they did wrong when they have a covering that will deal with them. But you're going to be judged on how well you dealt with the covering. That had nothing to do with the sons. That was a direct covering from God to Noah, and God was going to deal with it. What would be done to Noah? That was God's business. Maybe God was choosing to have mercy after literally the whole world just ended, and Noah just had to deal with it. That's a thought. 
Maybe God would have considered the end of the world as Noah knew it and his actions and, and chose to be merciful. Not to mention drunkenness was not yet specified as a sin. In fact, in this moment, this is the first time we ever see alcohol spoken of in the Bible ever. So we would eventually know God's command included not being drunk or becoming a drunkard and drunkenness creating perversion of the laws as scripture tells us. But at this time that didn't exist. But this was before that was ever instituted. So too many people want to know the details of God's judgment on a fallen leader as if they need proof that God is just. I'm going to say it again. Too many people, they want to see what came of a fallen leader just to prove that God is just. My desire, and we've seen so many great people fall. We have through generation after generation. You go, go name by name, but here's the thing. I am not responsible to know how they were dealt with, how they were restored, how things happened. That is a covering that I am not. What I'm called to do is believe that God is just and he will handle every situation according to what he believes is just. So can I tell you, next time another documentary drops on how someone fell, that's none of your business. Don't feed your mind with that junk. Some of these documentaries that came out in the last few years, I didn't watch them because they were too close to home. I knew these people. I wasn't looking to see their nakedness or what someone claimed was naked when it didn't happen and you only heard one side of the story. I understood I'll be judged for getting involved in that just as Ham was. I don't want to be a Ham, and I believe that's where it came from. I don't want to be a Ham. I'm going to stay undercover and let God be the ultimate cover regardless of what I think should happen. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Oh, but Pastor Chad, it's just too good not to talk about. Oh, keep talking. You'll be judged. Use the noggin. So let's trust God at his word when he said in James 3.1, not many of you should become teachers, <laughs> my fellow believers, because you know that he who teaches will be judged more strictly. Okay, God. I'm not going to try and go down the road of judging them or making sure you dealt with them the way I think you should. I'm going to understand you're high, holding them to a higher level. So judgment will come on those who undermine authority in every level of authority. So when we expose our covering, it doesn't end well. Not because all things won't be uh, known and judged by God, but instead because it makes your hands dirty. David wouldn't lay a hand on Saul, even though Saul was trying to kill him, even though there would have been justification for Saul in that cave to have taken the life and try and, uh, you know, accelerate what call and the anointing on his life. He could have chosen to accelerate it, but he understood, I'm keeping my hands clean. He was talking about his covering, who was literally trying to kill him. I don't think Pastor Richard has ever tried to kill you. <laughs> but what I'm saying is whoever the covering is over your life, keep your hands clean and know that God is ultimately going to judge them so you can trust God in the process. Okay? The covering, staying under the cover, those who covered, uh, those covered remaining faithful to follow the covering. Look, at favor will fall on those who uphold the covering. Those who uphold the covering, those who choose to honor and who choose to do right by their covering. Noah's other two sons chose to help cover the covering uh, in, in a time of need. That doesn't mean we hide sin. Remember, we're saying this wasn't even said as sin in that day and age. There was nothing spoken to drunkenness in that day and age. I'm not telling you to hide your leader's problems. 
I'm just saying you don't need to expose all of your leaders' problems because God's already working on them. Does it make sense? Okay. And I'm not saying it as if any leader in this room has any problems. I'm just saying the scripture makes it very clear on how we deal with covering. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. It also says, uh, look what ends up happening though. The time uh, they, they chose in this hard time to honor and cover their father who God had put over them, and they were blessed and favored because of it. Look what it says in verses 26 and 27. He also said, praise be. Wait a minute. I, I skipped over a very important scripture. Let me jump back here before we even get to that. Let's talk about the one who, who unveiled or, or showed their father's problems. Genesis 9, 24 and 25. When Noah awoke from his wine and found out that his youngest son, had what he had done to him, he said, cursed be Canaan. The lowest of slaves will be, he be to his brothers. Whoa, that's deep. But that was more than just a hangover. That was understanding this undermining of God's authority. This undermining of covering. And so the, the, we need to remain undercover and know that God is just. This is a hard message, isn't it? It's okay, but we've got to go there to understand God creates covering for peace and for protection. And we understand that God's inevitably the judge. So again, favor will fall on those who uphold the covering. Look in verse 26, 27. He also said, praise be to the Lord, the God of Shem. May Canaan be the slave of Shem. May God extend Japheth's territory and Japheth live in the tents of Shem. And may Canaan be the slave, the, the slave of Japheth. This is something very, very crazy to understand. When we think about what is happening here, this is all coming from a rebellious spirit and getting outside of the covering and exposing covering rather than saying, God, I trust you are just and I'm going to honor what you've called me to do. Oh, that's a tough place to live, but it's the right place to live. I'm not going to dirty my hands to try and prove someone wrong. I'm going to simply say, God, you're just. You know, I live I, as a pastor. I have pastors over my life. I believe that there's no level of authority you should not have accountability. And some of the ones we've seen fall in the last 10, 20 years is because they were at the top and didn't feel the need to have accountability. And pride goes before the fall. In my life, I've got three pastors. Pastor Richard is, is in my world. Pastors Richard and Gail are, are in our world as uh, pastors and advisors. Pastor Steve Kelly, as is Pastor Steve Kelly with, with Pastor Richard, but also Pastor Rick Godwin. These are three people that if they tell me to sit down and shut up, I sit down and shut up. If they tell me I need some time off and I need to go and restore something, I go restore something. Who in your world can tell you to sit down and shut up and you listen? And someone goes, well, that doesn't sound nice, but sometimes there are parts of me needing to hear that. And if I was honest, they didn't even really need to say it. If I had gotten under the word, I would have already heard it. But now, how many know when people say, man, I really want God to speak to me? Oftentimes, he speaks through an instrument or a vessel that is someone else. Man, I want God something to say. Uh, God, I, I need you to speak to me. And all of a sudden, a God-fearing friend who knows not much about your situation happens to say something that triggers you to go, wow, that was from God. I better get my stuff together. <laughs> okay, just, just a thought here. But, but as I close this message, let me help you with one more thing. The devil sells us the lie. I'm going to take that umbrella if you don't mind. The devil sells us the lie that he will ultimately have, uh, that we can ultimately have control of the covering. Sorry, being loud. See, when it comes to covering, though, he tells you, with all the failing humans on this earth, choose to be your own covering. 
Can you really trust the covering God said? Would you, you know, if you eat from the fruit, will you really die? Can you really trust the covering in that town, in that city? After all, you just watched that documentary. I really made sure it came out just on time for you to question your authority. And I'm trying to create cracks in your foundation so that you'll question whether or not you can trust authority. You know, he'll tell you God will understand when you explain why you didn't feel comfortable to follow his word. I mean, after all, the day and age you were living in was just too tough. Do you really believe God will take well to that excuse? Sorry, God, I, I couldn't follow your design or your word because others aren't perfect. I couldn't follow your covering because it wasn't Jesus in flesh. It was someone else you called as a cover. Said by the imperfect creation. There are many who claim they don't need a church. They don't need a pastor. And they will just say that God follows them wherever they go, disregarding the fact that we are to follow Jesus. They've bought the lie that they can do as they please, disregarding covering. The fact that Jesus created the church is, the, is that he's building the church and is the ultimate covering. Look at Christ is the true Noah of all time. The way that Noah built an ark to save his family, Jesus' body was our ark in which he brought to the cross. And when he died and shed that blood, when he went to the grave and came out of that grave, he gave us the ability to be saved once and for all. But we still have to get under his covering by the blood of Jesus. By the blood. We are covered in the blood of Jesus. And that washes our sin white as snow. Isn't that what it says? Isn't that what we know? And so I've got to tell you, the idea that we think, see, one of the lies the devil says is that he says, this handle is so that you can go wherever you want to go. But the reality is the handle's there because storms are coming and God wants us to be able to hold on. But the devil will say, no, no, you're good. Feel that handle, you can go wherever you want. You can be your own covering. After all, that last time you went to church, you got pretty church hurt, didn't you? You were so church hurt, you just couldn't go back into church again for another 18 months. In fact, you felt called of God while you were church hurt to start a church. Because hurt people are really good at healing other people. And so I'm going to take my church hurt and I'm going to make a home church and I'm going to do it better than anyone ever did it better. And you somehow think you have a covering because I've got a cause. No, 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 no. What the devil has done is he sold you the lie thinking that you have control of the handle. See, when I did this series at home, I had an umbrella hanging over me for three weeks. And when it came to this part, I grabbed the umbrella and I twisted it. And I started walking around with no umbrella, just the, stand, just the handle. And I said, the devil makes you think you've got covering wherever you go, but all you're holding is a lightning rod for the problems that are going to come. All you're holding is proof that you created the problem. You're saying, I'm covered. And actually, all you did is come out from covering, and now the, pri- uh, the prowling lion has the ability to get you. You're saying, God, what are all these problems? I'm covered. And actually, you're just holding a lightning rod because you decided not to remain undercover. The covering was there. It was made. Why? 
for our protection, for our peace. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes as the keys come back? Look, it's, we need to put down the lightning rod. We need to come back under God's cover and begin attracting God's favor and his protection over our life by doing the things God's word says. Remember, he's not a respecter of person. But when we live the principles that he's left to us, when we remain under the cover and trust and put our faith in the one that is trustworthy, there becomes an order of things. In the middle of chaos, you can be standing with an umbrella. It's like standing in the middle of the, the greatest storm with an umbrella and you're watching everything in the world going sideways, but yet you're covered. Church, it's already raining. Are you covered? If not, this is your chance to come undercover. As you bow your head and close your eyes, I've got to tell you, there's only one way for us to remain under the cover and under the, the protection of God. And that's accepting that we're not God and we can never be our own covering. In fact, we need God. And the way that we get to God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus came as the spotless lamb. The Bible tells us in Romans, for because of wages, all wages deserve death. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin equals death. What does that mean? There is death that is deserved. We deserve death, but Jesus said, I will die for you. I will take your lot, and you can have mine. I will take your burdens. I will take your sin. I will take it to the cross. And if you choose to take me and accept me and let me be the Lord and Savior of your life, you can have my inheritance. You can be co-heirs with me. And it's the greatest thing that's ever happened. And that's what's so amazing about grace. It's a beautiful exchange. So today, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to tell you, are, I got to ask you, are you safely under the cover of God? Have you asked Jesus to come into your heart? Have you once said yes to Jesus, but you have to admit you're not even partially under cover anymore. You've walked away believing you'll be okay. I want to give you a chance to get right with God through the name of Jesus. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place, if you're on the other side of the screen right now watching, if you're saying, I need to be forgiven, I need to experience God's grace and mercy again, I need to come home and get back under my cover, then today, while no one else is looking around and you're saying, yeah, that's me, Pastor Chad, just quickly say, yeah, pray for me right where you are. I'm not gonna embarrass you or call you forward, but if you're saying, yes, I, I, I want you to pray for me, just slip up your hand right now, wherever you are. I see hands going up there, 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 there. Hands going up everywhere. And on the other side of the screen, if that's you, wherever you're hearing this, any podcast, we're all gonna say this prayer together. Let's say, Father, I thank you that you love me, that you sent your only son, Jesus, for me. I don't understand everything, but I know I need you. So today, I ask you to come into my heart. Father, forgive me. Holy Spirit, help me to live this life for you, remaining under your cover. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video. 
event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you 